Welcome to the EAU podcast. In this edition, we have Professor Paolo Contero, a member of the EAU Guidelines Panel for Non-Muscle Invasive Bladder Cancer, discussing risk gratification for NMIBC. While NMIBCs in general have a more favorable prognosis compared to their muscle invasive counterpart, they are not all the same. Rather, they seem to behave differently. Some are relatively indolent, others have aggressive features. Why? Well, different clinical pathological features are grouped under the term non-muscle invasive bladder cancers. The first is the disease stage, where either tumors exclusively confined to the mucosa, TA disease, or embedding the subepithelial connective tissue, T1 disease, are included, in spite they carry significantly different prognosis. Non-most invasive bladder cancers also comprise the whole spectrum of disease grading, from the well-differentiated grade 1 or low-grade tumors up to the poorly differentiated grade 3 or high-grade forms. And grading has long been recognized as an independent predictor of outcome. CAS, which is a high-grade flat lesion confined to the mucosa, that can present alone or in combination with the papillary TA to one lesions and has a high propensity to progress to muscle invasive disease also fits under the non-muscle invasive cancer umbrella. Other clinical variables such as a large tumor size, multifocal disease, previous disease recurrent or a higher propensity to recur and finally an age above 70 have all been shown to predict a more aggressive behavior. As a result, a tumor that combines one or more aggressive features, that is a tumor that is T1, high grade, or with CIS, multifocal, or large in an elderly patient, will turn out to be an aggressive type of non-massive cancer. Conversely, the presence of favorable features that is a TA stage, low-grade, solitary, small lesion in a young patient will be consistent with an indolent disease. Can these clinical variables be integrated to define prognostic subgroups? And what is currently the best recommended way for risk stratification of NMIBC? Since many years, the EAU Guidelines Panel has proposed an effective clinical categorization of non-muscle invasive body cancers into risk groups, showing a significant difference in clinical behavior, namely their propensity to develop disease progression. In 2021, these categories were updated using individual data from a large series of 3,401 primary TAT1 non-massive cancers with or without CAS. Novel aspects of the new categorization were the availability for all patients of both grading systems currently in use and the sole inclusion of patients receiving GORBT with or without intravesical chemotherapy. The exclusion of patients receiving adjuvant BCG, a treatment that is thought to reduce the risk of progression, allowed a reliable estimation of the most important endpoint of outcome without the interference of a potentially effective treatment.
Based on various combinations of variables that were found to be independent predictor of outcome on multivariable analyses, namely stage, TA versus T1, the WHO 1973 tree-tired grading system, grade 1 versus grade 2 versus grade 3, the WHO 2004-2006 grading system using the two-tire low-grade versus high-grade categorization, the presence of concomitant CAS, number of tumors, tumor size and age, four risk categories were identified. A broad difference in the five years risk of progression emerged within each risk categories, ranging from 1% in a group that was termed low risk up to 40% in another group that was defined as very high risk of progression. Expectedly, a primary T81, grade 1, low grade, solitary, small, meaning that is less than 3 cm, papillary, non-muscle invasive beta cancer in a young, less than 70 years old patient, turned out to possess the lowest risk to progress at 5 years, and this risk was as low as 1%. This losses group also included the above characteristics with at least one of so-called additional risk factors, and these risk factors were age above 70, multiple papillary tumors, or a tumor size above 3 cm. On the opposite part of the disease spectrum, the majority of T1 grade 3 with one or more additional risk factors and a TA grade 3 disease when associated with CAS and the presence of all additional risk factors represented the very high risk category, being the non-muscle invasive beta cancer subgroups with the highest risk of progression. In this latter category, were also fitted some non-massive beta cancers with renowned bad prognostic features that were not present in the original series, such as non-massive beta cancer with variant urotelial histology or CAS of the prostatic urethra. A distinct group termed high-risk category was identified where the risk to progress remained significant but much lower than the very high-risk counterpart, averaging 10% at 5 years. Some T1 grade 3 high-grade without CAS and all CAS that were not included in the very high-risk category fall in this category. There were also some TA or T1 low-grade G2 that were included in this high-risk category in view of the present or two or more additional bad prognostic factors that conferred a significant aggressiveness. Finally, all remaining diseases not included in any of the above categories were found to fit in the so-called intermediate risk category, where the average risk of progression at five years was below 5%. Currently, the guideline panel strongly advised that any primary non-massive beta cancer is categorized into one of these four risk categories for progression.
To do so, any clinician should refer to a specific table, named Table 6.1, reported in the 2021 version of the Non-Mass Invasive Breast Cancer EAU Guidelines, where all disease characteristics within each risk category are listed for both grading systems. While there is no significant difference in progression by using either of the two grading systems, should both be available, the recommendation is to choose the WHO 1973, since it has a better prognostic value. To find the updated version of the EAU Nomos Invasive Bedeck Cancer Guidelines, one can enter into the EAU website by logging to the following link www.euroweb.org and uh, click on the guidelines subheadings. An alternative, more user-friendly method to define the individual risk of progression of a given non-mass-invasive cancer is to log into the following web app www.nmibc.net and insert into the calculator the requested disease characteristics that will automatically generate the rate of progression of a given patient at 1, 5 and 10 years respectively. Your recommendation to primarily categorize NMIBC based on the risk of progression makes perfect sense. However, patients with a low risk of disease progression may still display significant differences in the risk of disease recurrence. Is there a way to predict the risk of a recurrence of a NMIBC? The risk of recurrence for an individual patient with non-mosivisibate cancer can be easily calculated using the risk calculator available online at the following link www.omnicalculator.com slash health slash urtc dash bladder dash cancer. The following information are needed and should be inserted in the appropriate boxes. Number of tumors, tumor diameter, prior recurrence rate, T category, TA versus T1, concurrent CIS, and WHO 1973 tumor grade. Please note that this calculator was developed in 2006 by the URTC using individual patient data from prospective studies, mainly assessing intravesical chemotherapy. The calculator allows using only the WHO-1973 grading system and immediately generates individual probabilities of recurrence and progression at 1 and 5 years. However, it should be used for the sole purpose to calculate the risk of recurrence since the progression rate should be defined by applying the 2021 risk tables. You have shown that in a given NMIBC patient, it is possible to individually predict the risk of disease recurrence and progression. Which clinical implications can be derived from this information? How do you tailor your treatment recommendation? And is there a way we can predict treatment response? Once an individual patient's risk of progression and recurrence has been determined, the most appropriate treatment decision should be discussed accordingly. 
current treatment options for non-invasive bladder cancer have a variable degree of efficacy and tolerability, with the most effective to prevent progression being also the most invasive and less tolerated for the patient. For this reason, risk stratification is the prerequisite for an evidence-based treatment decision-making. While intravesical chemotherapy is the best tolerated treatment, it is effective in preventing disease recurrence, but has no impact on progression. Conversely, radical cystectomy virtually abolishes the risk of progression, but it carries a high degree of invasiveness. Intravesical BCG immunotherapy seems to combine a good efficacy profile, also on progression, with an acceptable tolerability. BCG should therefore be prioritized in any disease following, falling in the high-risk category. Notably, optimal BCG efficacy requires its administration with maintenance from a minimum of one and up to three years, this latter preferable in high-risk patients. Since both intravesical chemotherapy and BCG have been shown to reduce the risk of recurrence with a higher efficacy for BCG but better tolerability for chemotherapy, the choice of either of the two treatments should reflect the combined individual risk of progression and recurrence when a disease is categorized at intermediate risk of progression. On the contrary, a single immediate postoperative installation is usually sufficient in low-risk non-invasive cancers where recurrence is the only reasonable concern. Appropriate definition of very high-risk patient is of paramount importance since the dramatically high risk of progression makes radical cystectomy the only reasonable first-line option. In other words, risk stratifications allow us to define subgroups of non-invasive body cancers carrying widely different clinical behavior and thus requiring a different spectrum of treatment options tailored for the calculated risk of progression. Finally, you are asking me if it is somehow possible to know in advance which patient will respond or not to a given treatment. This is a crucial question and particularly critical when referred to BCG. We know that up to 40% of normal invasive cancers patients will eventually fail BCG therapy and that this status confers a high aggressiveness to the disease. Two working groups, the Spanish Cueto and the URTC, have independently developed tools to calculate the risk of recurrence and progression in patients that were treated with BCG. In particular, for patients with intermediate and high-risk non-invasive beta cancer without CIS receiving 1 to 3 years of maintenance BCG, a nomogram to predict the treatment response can be applied to calculate the risk of recurrence, progression and overall survival. This was developed using 1,812 patients enrolled in prospective URTC studies and hence did not employ the currently recommended risk stratification or progression, but it can serve for patient counseling on the risk of progression when the choice between BCG and aggressive therapy is under discussion. Thank you for joining Professor Gondero for this episode of EAU Podcasts on risk stratification of non-muscle invasive bladder cancer.
For further information on the EAU guidelines on non-muscle invasive bladder cancer, please visit our website www.euroweb.org forward slash guidelines. Further podcasts will be posted regularly on EAU guidelines topics. For more EAU podcasts, please go to your favourite podcast app and subscribe to our EAU podcast channel for regular updates.